Welcome to the Vanilla to Vixen podcast. This show contains adult content, so if you are under 18 or easily offended, please switch off now. Mr. and Mrs. N are not qualified relationship counsellors. This show is for entertainment purposes only. Now the disclaimer is out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy our journey from Vanilla to Vixen. Welcome to episode 38 of Vanilla to Vixen. This is Vanilla Life to Hot Wife. <laughs> we are your hosts, Mr. and Mrs. N, also known as... The Naughty Couple. Hello, Mrs. N. Hello, Mr. N. We're back again. We are. We're Billy No Mates again. We're on our own. We're on our own this week. And we thought it would be fun. Uh, we, we've been reminiscing all week. We have. About... What it was like in the very beginning. Seems a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) When we were mere vanilla dreamers (laughs) of what this life was like and oh my goodness. How on earth did we get into it? Well, this is what we're going to find out. Yes. So we're going to go all the way back to the beginning, aren't we? Mm, Because obviously in in the the very beginning of this show, in episode one and two, we talked briefly about uh, how it all started and our first meet and everything. Yes. But we've kind of never, we've never talked about how you get to that first meet. Mm. Because it's a, that's probably the biggest jump you will ever have going from sort of discussing it fantasizing about it to actually seeing naked flesh of somebody else for the first time (laughs) it is though isn't it it is and it's well you know everybody's journey is different there are some people that just dive feet first into it um and then obviously you've got our journey which has been a little slower shall we say (laughs) (laughs) it's taken a while yeah yeah. (laughs) i think ours was was a really good journey it was yes i mean you know we we wrote a book about it Mm. didn't we we've not really talked we we always say to, to people oh yes we've written this book but we've never actually talked in depth about the book you know we've never really pushed the book we've never said you know if you want to learn about our story when you want to know about us read the book vanilla to vixen yeah uh which is called vanilla to vixen my journey from a vanilla life to becoming a hot wife and that will be me not you though yes (laughs) the the story is from your perspective and and this is kind of what we we did in lockdown we did we we kind of put it together didn't we pass the time away (laughs) Everybody else was out gardening and we, <laughs> we were embroiled in filth. <laughs> Not a bad way to pass the time, was it? No, it was a fun two years. <laughs> <laughs> so we thought we might read a, f- a few little excerpts from the book today, yes, didn't we? Was... So for anybody that hasn't read the book, yeah. it might give you a little bit of a taster. I'm really looking forward to this. For, it's an absolute grey day here today it is it's it's piddling down it's absolutely pouring down with rain that you might hear um because it's raining so hard it, it might penetrate the roof <laughs> oh god i hope not it might penetrate the sound barrier <laughs> I'm, not, in a, I'm not ready to get soggy yet <laughs> in our little studio so if you do hear the rain pitter pattering it, it all adds to the the wetness of the story <laughs> <laughs> So before we start then, Mr. N. Yes. Um, I think it's that that time. Yes. Let's ask Roxy. Ask Roxy. Hi, Roxy. Hi guys, how are you? We're very good, thank you. How are you good doing? Good. 
I, I'm good, thank you. I've got a bit of a frog in my throat today. So if I start oh, coughing, I do apologise. What's his name? What's his name? Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be telling. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, that's thrown me. I don't that's think a... I can concentrate now. <laughs> so we've we've got another question for you sent yes, in this from one, this one's a good one is it yeah it is a really good one and i think it's quite good for this week's show as well it, uh, yes mrs Anna has said uh, it's very apt it is very apt okay so, um this is from somebody just called rd right. so and he says hi roxy i have a question for you my wife has gone off sex for the last couple of years we've been married for just over four years after growing increasingly frustrated with her always dodging the subject of our sex life, I finally managed to get her to sit down and have an open and honest conversation about it. She admitted that sex leaves her frustrated due to my penis size. Are you sure this isn't you, Mr. N? Do you mind? Does <laughs> <laughs> he go into detail about his penis size? <laughs> no. Too large? No. <laughs> so he carries on. After the initial shock of her sharp reply, my feelings change from her to actually being turned on. I have no idea why. Then I discovered Mr. and Mrs. N's excellent podcast. Started fantasizing about myself and my wife in the hot wife lifestyle. I've always been the vanilla sort and this has all come as rather a shock to myself. My question is, how do I approach the subject of us dipping our toes into the hot wife lifestyle or even just visiting a club? How do I open that dialogue? Oh, that, that's a big step, isn't it? It is a big step. That is a big step. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I would suggest starting off a little bit smaller than that. Don't don't kind of run before you can walk and try and build the spark back to your relationship between yourselves. So just initially, at least. Yes, um, he's obviously on one page, isn't he? And his wife's yeah. probably on another page. So it's, it's, it's important that they get on that, the same page together. That's it. And just, you know, talk about, you know, it's just really sit down and, and try and continue the conversation you've already started. So she's explained why at the moment she's not feeling fulfilled in your sexual relationship. So start just talking to her about what she would need. What would she like to try to maybe put that spark back in? And it could be something simple as starting off with toys. Um, you know, it could be something like that. Or it could be that she's also having those same thoughts. But I would suggest kind of asking her from her opinion first and don't start suggesting from yours. So looking at it from her point of view and making her the, the centre of it uh, rather than what you need to take from yes. them, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I mean, would, would you suggest to him that he actually tells his wife how he felt when she mentioned that it, she was frustrated because of the size of his penis? Yeah, I, I would say so because uh, to begin with, he's going to have felt hurt, you yeah. know, and and she'll he's know hurt, that. And that's hurt, he? he does. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was hurt to begin with, and then obviously he found it in, incredibly horny. And if I can be brutally honest, myself and Mister Ren have had a very similar conversation. <laughs> not that not that I've always been frustrated, no. but I know we've mentioned on the podcast before that anybody I play with, they always have to have a bigger cock than you. It's just part of the fantasy yes. and the fun. Yes. And it's to make it a little bit different for you, so, you know, for you guys. It's it's because you straight away you can feel that it's not Mister N. Exactly. So so, so even if you can't see what's occurring, you know, especially with how you play, because they're behind you, you know from the sensation that it's not Mister N. So, but I, I can completely see why. Yeah, it's also the fact that because I know Mister N gets turned on at the thought. Yes. That I say his um his cock is smaller. Yes. It, he really turns him on. That turns me on. So it, it you know I suppose it's almost like a submissive domination tendency just a little bit, isn't it? Yeah. Just yeah, almost a little a bit of a humiliation kink there yes. in a way. Yeah. 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 yeah, definitely. But you know, just going going back to to the message i think don't if you come at it from what you want and what you're feeling it's it might put her in on the back foot straight away if you come across it as how can we build this together what do you want what do you think about what do you fantasize about what would you like to try how can we fix this yeah and then once that dialogue is open you can start thinking about what well, have you considered 
That's maybe be- this beautifully explained. Yeah, yeah. Rather than, and I think because because if you go straight in with, I want to watch you being fucked by another man yeah that's from your point of view that's your satisfaction where do her feelings where do her thoughts come into this put her the center of attention and build from that point and she might be on the same page you might find she, she could exactly. be straight away she you're could both be so, there so pleasantly surprised couldn't she that, that exactly that he, yeah. that he's into this fantasy um that she'll have no idea yeah and you, you also have to be careful, don't you? Because again, it's something that I thought about in the early stages is Mr. N saying that, you know, he is turned on by the thought of me being with another man. Your initial thought is, well, you know, why does he not love me? Yeah. So you, you, you're so spot on with what you're saying, Roxy, with it's, it's putting her first, yes. finding out what her fantasies are and how she feels about things. Yeah, because she doesn't want to be thinking that you want her to do it for your own gratification. Yeah. And that actually her thoughts are not really part of it. You know, she... It, doing this like this lifestyle is is about your connection together and about what you're going through together and if in if it's any way shape or form one-sided it shouldn't happen because they shouldn't somebody shouldn't be doing something just for the sake of the other person um whether that's you know we've talked we always talk about taking one for the team is a prime example of that is you know one person doing something they're not necessarily quite up to up for yes. for the sake of the other person yeah. and it shouldn't it shouldn't we shouldn't feel like that when you're in it together yeah and you're both on the same page and you're doing it at the same pace you will get so much more out of oh, it it's wonderful isn't it it's a wonderful lifestyle it's an amazing place right, and it's yeah. freeing and it's liberating and and we are you know we all make even it changes all of our lives doesn't it, it changes our, our vanilla lives as well it just Certainly, on a, extra. certainly when you're on a Monday morning sitting there at work <laughs> you've got that giggle and smile to yourself because you know you've shared something really special definitely with, with, with your partner yeah totally agree <laughs> yes that's so that's probably as much as we can say but good luck and hopefully hopefully that conversation works well just take little steps brilliant that's great thanks Roxy Thank you. you're very so welcome much. ask Roxy it was a very apt question, wasn't it? It was. It's going to lead on very nicely. And it's a question that we've been asked many... We, we get so many messages from... Especially from guys. Yes. We, we don't like to generalise, but it is true. It is mostly from guys who are interested in encouraging their wives to experiment and fantasise about this lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um so I thought what we might do is read a chapter from the book. Oh, you've got you've got the book in front of you. I've got it in front of it's me. It's been a long time since I mean we, we've I've seen blown the, book. the dust off. <laughs> <laughs> we only wrote this book. So this book it was only out released sort of was it last year? It's been about about a year. Yeah, now. about a year ago. Yeah. So this book came out about a year ago, and this is obviously what initially made us launch the podcast and when you wrote this book mrs n well we kind of put it together ourselves i was gonna say it was a joint effort my story but you you managed to put it into good words i would remember many hours writing things down you were like no it didn't happen like that (laughs) yeah there was one rule about this book wasn't it that it had to be very honest Mm -hmm. um and we have had quite a lot of feedback from people saying they can't believe how honest it is yeah but that was the whole point. Yeah, it's got some very personal. It has got some very personal details things in there. in there. Yeah, but it's like if anybody is going to go into this lifestyle, it just I felt like they needed honesty. Mm. I suppose it was a way because during lockdown, that lovely time, um, sod all was happening. Yeah, nothing, and and so I suppose it was our way of reliving and recapturing all the amazing experiences that we'd been through yeah that that transformed our relationship yeah absolutely and it made it grow it did massively and when we wrote it it was purely for ourselves really we always planned on releasing it yeah but we thought we'd probably have about seven readers (laughs) (laughs) and it did surprisingly amazingly well yeah i mean i mean we have discussed haven't we about doing a second book 
Yeah, we, we keep getting asked. We and, do. And we will get around to doing it. But in the meantime, between the podcast, the events yeah. and our <laughs> online store. Yeah, it's a little busy at the moment. We've got to say, we've been doing a little, we've not, not, we've not been too quiet, have we? No, really? not really. <laughs> but we did promise there will be a second edition. There will be. Of, of, I suppose, how we got to this stage. Yeah, yeah. But um, when we finished the book, then we were like, okay, we, we need to kind of just put it out there and publicise it a bit. And uh, we, we kind of looked around at what shows and, and media was available. We sent it off and we didn't get a lot of response. We thought, oh, fuck it, we'll do our own podcast. <laughs> I know, that's what started it all off, wasn't it? <laughs> and here we are. Just with, think if with, somebody yeah. had actually taken it. We, we never would have done the podcast. We probably wouldn't have never done the podcast, no. no. If we'd have had more of a response. Yeah. Um, we got offered a, a couple of offers, but, but they were involved video and faces. Yes. So we decided at that stage not to do that. No. And We weren't um, ready for that. No, we weren't ready for that at that time. And yeah, we, we sent off to a couple of podcasts and we, we didn't hear really a response. So yeah, there you go. This is why we're here. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All because of this book. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you're, you're kind of flicking through it. Yeah, I've been looking through to try and find, because obviously you can't sit and read the whole book to you, even though I know how much you love my dulcet well, tones. Well, we have been asked, we've been asked many times if you'll do an audio book of you reading the book out. Yeah, which again is, is something that's that's kind of on the list to do, isn't it? <laughs> it would be kind of sexy because it is absolutely filthy in sections it is filthy in fact i'd forgotten how filthy it was here i was flicking through this morning going oh my word (laughs) so yeah so we've been flicking through the book this morning just trying to find a couple of bits in there that you know might 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 titivate you titivate you titivate you that's the word (laughs) tits all over the place So obviously I don't want to give too much away. So if you are interested, then so, obviously you can you can order the book and read the whole thing. But yeah, the book's available on Amazon.co.uk or Amazon.com. Amazon, wherever you are, it's all over the world. You can buy the book wherever you are. And it's called Vanilla to Vixen, My Journey from a Vanilla Life to Becoming a Hot Wife. Do we actually have it on sale on our... Our website, Mr. N. No, because we, we did it. We did a deal exclusively in the end with Amazon. Oh, we did, didn't we? So initially, we only, you know, you release it, and it, it's very difficult to advertise a an adult publication. Yeah, it is because. Uh, I suppose Fifty Shades of Grey was almost one of the first books. Mm. You had the Jackie Collins books, like The Bitch and The Stud and stuff in the eighties. But what about Lady Chatterley's Lover? Well, yeah, I suppose you've got yeah, I suppose that. But I'm talking about books that kind of then went to, to almost like the supermarket shelves. Oh, I see. Yes. So you had like the Jackie Collins books in the eighties, mm. and then then Fifty Shades. I mean, that is absolutely XXXXX rated. <laughs> um, and then, but there was there was nothing on the non-monogamous lifestyle really. There's, no. a, there's a few publications, but there's nothing. So yeah, there's ours. Mm. Which kind of explains what it's really like and, yeah. and, our, and our journey into it and a couple of the pitfalls. Yes. And, and there you go. Anyway, enough about it. What, so, what chapter have you picked? So it, I've picked out chapter seven, right. which might seem a bit weird because it kind of talks about um, our journey in the beginning, how we, got, how we got into this lifestyle. Yeah, because I think the first six chapters are kind of, it, it starts right from you losing your virginity yes yeah i mean there there are reasons why there are six chapters before this one Mm. because we needed to explain you know my lifestyle that or how you know how i grew up how your your sexual yes your sexual lifestyle as as in your sexual early sexual experience yes yes which you know wasn't that early compared to a lot of other people i was a bit of a late a late bloomer 18 So you weren't you weren't a pensioner when you well, started, no, but you know, <laughs> some people would say that that that's quite old. Uh, yeah, well, I suppose teenagers today are, you know, everything's sexualized on television, social media. Uh, and, and I think it's it's a bit sad, really, that, that 
teenagers grow up rather too fast, I yes, think. Yes, I agree. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, 18's a reasonable age to, to begin. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's why we're at Chapter 7, because obviously... The, skip all that bit. Skip all that bit. If you, want, if you want to read all that, buy the book. Buy the book, exactly. You can even go on Amazon and, and read a free sample of you it. You can, yeah. See so if it's your, up what yeah. you want. I mean, you can download it on your Kindle. Yeah. As well. Absolutely. So, hey, ho. So, this is called Chapter 7, Little Shop of Filth. I remember that. You remember that. <laughs> I remember it well. So, I'm going to begin. Are you all sitting comfortably? It's like a filthy jackanory. <laughs> so, here we go. One of the first questions I'm usually asked when someone discovers I'm a hot wife is, how did you get into this? It's often an opening question. Swingers or people from the lifestyle will ask one another. Everybody is different and I have listened to many people's stories of how they've arrived at this most liberated pastime. I've heard stories from wives that have been pushed into it by randy husbands who either just want to get their end away with another woman or who have a kinky fascination to see their wives having sex with another man. In my experience, it never usually works when a spouse is pushed into the lifestyle. You can encourage someone, but then you must let them decide if it really is something that they find sexually appealing. There is a big difference between encouraging and discovering together and just harassing your nearest and dearest into doing something they don't want to do. I've heard of marriages ending because of the latter. I've also heard stories of wives who have secretly had bisexual desires. They have always wanted to try sex with another woman, but for whatever reason have been too afraid or just never had the opportunity. Every husband I've spoken to in this situation seemed to exude the gleeful excitement of a lottery winner whilst boasting how lucky he was. For many men who desperately want to encourage their wives into swinging, this is the golden ticket. Congratulations, Charlie. You've just won the chocolate factory. But before you get carried away dreaming of a menage a trois with your wife and her best looking mate, think of the consequences of what could happen. A man can easily feel left out when his wife clicks with another female in bed. She may suddenly discover she prefers her lady friend's honeypot to your sausage. (laughs) (laughs) There is little room for such insecurity in the liberated lifestyle. Guys, if ever you are lucky enough to be in the situation where your partner admits her secret intrigue into the lifestyle, treat her confession with maturity and respect. Do not assume she is immediately wants to jump into bed with all and sundry it might just be a fantasy she wants to share with you some think she wants to keep a fantasy and no more that's a very good section to choose <laughs> mrs n well i think it's important because you know especially with our event that we run at, at liberty elite mm. is is mainly aimed at newbies yes so a lot of the people that come to our event have kind of already and what asked that question so to speak i think i think what is wonderful with our event is that we have a lot of established couples who love sharing their stories about the lifestyle and they almost like we've we've got nobody pushy at our events no not at all and and they're just they're just so helpful to, to, to the newbie couples yeah exactly and then we we always say um to the newbie couples that our night is whatever you want it to be mm. you know if, if you just want to socialize mm. and just meet people and hear their stories and and learn a bit more then that's what you do mm. because you're not always going to be ready to jump into the no you know the the kind of the ultimate i mean we didn't even consider a club no no, 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 no. We, I don't even think we really knew clubs existed as such. No, we didn't. And I think if it if it had come up in quite early conversations, mm. I think me personally would have been very much, whoa, no way. Because you just, would you have had that, what was your image in your mind? Yeah, exactly. Like we said, most people have a preconceived idea of what going to a swingers club is like. Just an orgy of... So you walk in the door... <laughs> Blokes jump on you straight away. I'm having her, that's it. And it's that would have just completely freaked me out. So yeah. for us, personally, the way that our journey kind of followed, which I'm going to talk a bit more about from the book in a minute, mm-hmm. um, it was a gradual thing. And I think mm. by the time we did then discuss about going to a club, I think we were ready. Yes. Weren't we? I think there was an awful lot of fantasy. Yeah. 
and what you do when you fantasize with your partner, um, especially if it's an in, if you're in bed together and it's intimate, and you kind of open up, don't you, to your partner? That's what mm. we did. Yeah, exactly. So we were like, this idea turns me on. Yeah. And then I remember your your, your favorite bit afterwards. Always when we'd kind of like had sex or whatever and finished, and you were like. No, I couldn't do that, really. Yeah, which is funny. Just say that in the book, fully enough. But yeah, that used to be one of the very first things that I'd say. And then you'd go, oh. But that just goes to show that you kind of let yourself go in in that moment. Mm. But then in the cold light of day, you would pull yourself back. Yeah, possibly because like we've said before you know I'm, I, I hate the term swinger I really do I wish we could find a new word I mean we call it swinger but really in, in all honesty clubs don't call themselves swingers clubs no they're, they're all private members, members clubs exactly yeah it non-monogamy sounds a little bit a little bit new new worldy <laughs> woke for me that's just personal it's too difficult to say <laughs> yeah non-monogamy yeah it's just like uh, it's a bit of a tongue twister it's a bit it is a bit so yeah i mean we do we do need to find a new word but it's it, it's it was the whole thing of like what we just said about having a preconceived idea of of a club it's like when you hear the word swinger you automatically assume that this person is just going off having sex mm. left right and center with all and sundry sometimes it can be just titillating fun yeah where you can go and just watch other couples where the wife is sexually sexually dressed nobody's going to get offended with you because you know, they're liberated and they're open as well. Yeah, exactly. To the idea, just to the idea of playing with somebody. So every, when you go into a club for the first time and you see other couples, it doesn't mean that they go around fucking all and sundry. No, not at all. Not at all. And it's also that thing as well where it, it it's like, and that's one of the reasons why, you know, we wrote the book, but also why we did the podcast hmm. is there's so many different variations of what, people class a swinger to be mm. like we've said there are people that don't actually play with pe- with anybody else other than their partner but they love there's many different levels there is so many different levels um and yeah and it was just a case of educating people so in the beginning when we talked about swingers you know i was one of those people that used to think oh no i'm not mm. i'm not into you know having sex with loads of different people or... You actually said that. Yeah. So because you'd had uh, just a couple of sexual partners before you met me... Yeah. It was... Your thing was, I'm not going to have many sexual partners. No. And the other thing is, is obviously at that point, the only people that I'd slept with were people that I I was in love with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it wasn't until our first meet that I actually discovered the difference between sex and love. Hmm. And that was quite a revelation. And then you discovered you love sex. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow! That, that was many sexual partners. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, it's just completely different. Like you say, there's so many different levels and there's so many different ways that people live that lifestyle, which is another word that mm-hmm. we really don't like. But There is no name for it. There is no name <laughs> for, the, for the lifestyle. We, we just call it the lifestyle. But obviously in this chapter, this chapter is entitled Little Shop of Filth. Yes. Because it was our first... Um, we, we went from fantasising to our... Talking about porn, I suppose. Yeah, we did. We, we talked about um, did we watch porn films and and kind of discussing your first porno you ever watched yes <laughs> do you remember it i do remember it it had a woman called peaches in it or i think peaches was in the title if i remember <laughs> rightly it was terrible it oh, was I'm really to, bad i'll have to be googling pe- porn films with peaches in the title now it was it was really bad like they were like really cheesy kind of but i mean there's a, there's a lot of people out there especially women who find porn exploitative and and exploitation i think this is because there's different levels of porn films isn't there and it was conversation that we discussed once in bed was the type of porn film that you prefer to watch yes 
I'm very much the one where I like a little bit of a storyline. 70s-esque with a big bush. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like the build-up. I like the, you know, the plumber's come round and he's <laughs> he's asking you to hold his tool for him. And It's the erotic scenario. It is. I'm not really one for just watching, you know, somebody have sex. Slam bam. Yeah, that doesn't particularly do a lot for me. Which or is, so I thought. Which is, in fairness, <laughs> that's the way the the porn industry kind of went. Yeah. And I mean, now, obviously, kind of, it's gone into OnlyFans and and that's, it's kind of gone into another direction. But so originally we went from these quite well-made feature-length films. Well, probably not well-made. No. (laughs) We (laughs) used to, there was a channel, wasn't there, on, was it Sky, I think we had back then? Was it Men 24 or something? They used to... Men 24. You you were encapsulated with those. I loved that channel. (laughs) Absolutely loved it because they were like these. They were real soft core. <laughs> they were, which sounds quite pathetic, I suppose. But tame. It's not pathetic. It, tame. it was the whole build up to it that used to really get me going, and then I think I'd just pounce on you by the end That's of the I, film. I, I, yeah, I'd come in and be like, "Aye, aye, Mrs. N's watching <laughs> Men, Men Twenty Four, whatever it was. We're in for a good night." God blimey. So, I mean, that's how we kind of started off, wasn't it? Yeah. And, and then we decided that, you know what? So we talked about it and then we decided we'd take a trip to a porn shop. We did. Which back then you couldn't watch X Hamster or Pornhub. There wasn't, it wasn't available as such back then because we're back in 2005. <laughs> so we decided to do it the old way and get sort of a harder core porno film. Yeah. And we went to a porn shop. We did. So do you want to carry on? <laughs> Shall I carry on with the chapter? Carry on with a bit of the story. So the plan was to watch a couple of naughty films to get us in the mood, then recreate various scenes of depravity between ourselves in the bedroom. We were discussing the possibilities all the way into town. We managed to park directly outside the shop, which was on a busy high street. Like any typical adult sex shop, it had blacked out windows. This particular store of perversion also had a pink neon sign on the front the bright pink tube lighting seemed to draw us in like moths we felt incredibly naughty as i pushed the door open to see what was hiding behind those tinted windows once inside we were immediately greeted by a very pleasant gentleman in his early 30s who invited us to have a look around if we needed any assistance we only had to ask it all felt so normal as if we were shopping for a pint of milk The shop was laid out with a long wall of porn DVDs from floor to ceiling. The store seemed to grow in depravity as you walked further to the back. It seemed to go from pink fluffy handcuffs and pretty seductive lingerie to giant rubber dildos, whips, restraints and instruments of torture that despite using my imagination, I had no idea what to do with. Felt like I'd stepped off the diving board and dropped into a swimming pool and couldn't yet swim. I felt comfortable in the shallow end and it was... A nice feeling as we went just a little deeper, the water covering my breasts and then one step too far and help, I'm drowning. Get me back to the pink fluffy handcuffs. (laughs) After scaring ourselves looking at the gimp mask and the cock cages, we wandered back to the DVD section. There was a wide variety of debauchery. Just about every kink seemed to be catered for. I found myself gazing at a title called Gangbang Girls. It featured a ridiculously skinny girl in a bikini sandwiched between four topless, well-tanned, muscle-bound hunks. I was strangely drawn to this title. The girl on the cover looked to be in complete ecstasy as the four guides had their hands all over her body. My imagination ran wild as I wondered what it must have felt like to be the object of so many men's desires simultaneously. Kieran was looking for a film humorously entitled School of Cock. It seemed rather tame with a single guy and a girl on the cover. I discreetly picked up my choice of X-rated film and put my arm around him. Have you chosen one, honey? I asked. He seemed more bashful than me. Um, not yet, he muttered. He hurriedly picked up the School of Cock and said, Sorted. We made our way to the counter to pay for our evening of filth. Ah, I remember School of Cock well. (laughs) I think, I think it's in the loft somewhere. It's not the kind of thing you can sell at a car boot sale. I don't really remember that film very much. School of Cock? Yeah. It was obviously a play on words of School of Rock, which yeah, was well, out at the time. Obviously. But it was, I don't think it was anything like School of Rock. 
I don't really remember it either. I don't think it had a lasting impression. No. <laughs> I can tell you why I chose it, because School of Cock was quite, quite tame mm. compared to the film you chose. I know. And you obviously chose a gangbang film. I did. Which just goes to show that was your kind of inner in a thing you must you must have yeah without knowing to be honest and i know like we've chatted about this before and i think i think last time we had delicious debs on we talked about this and in the beginning when i watched films like that it was very much like i felt like you said you were talking about exploitation you felt like the girl was being exploited and mm. she you know she was only there for their pleasure and she wasn't getting anything out of it yeah um but obviously in the back of my mind or deep down somewhere, it was, obviously, it was obviously a fantasy of mine. To be taken by multiple men. Yeah. That's really, yeah, which is really interesting. And I remember the difference between the two films. And um, we put yours on first. And it was like, Jesus, this is like <laughs> fucking hard, hard of hardcore. <laughs> she was like, there was, there was, Shots of like gaping asses, yeah. gaping pussies. She got into some quite unusual positions, didn't she? It was American. <laughs> and there were like these four guys that were huge. They did a couple of scenes in the film, didn't they? Yeah. And the girls all seemed quite tiny and were just like picked up, thrown around. Yeah. And like, fucked mercilessly. I, I remember one particular scene where she's kind of um, like, arse in the air and everything um and they're literally just taking it in turns one yeah. by one as they went round and that really turned you on i know it did so it just goes to show that opened up our conversation it opened up talking about it and you were really turned on mm, massively did you mention in the book i think you did mention in the book about how you felt after you watched it mm, yeah okay i did <laughs> would you like me to read it to you Please do. <laughs> so, where do we go? Here we are. Yes, you asked me, did you like that film? Yes, it was horny. I like them dominating her, I said in a husky voice between kisses. Did you find the guy sexy? He probed further. I then felt a little shy. I was worried he might be feeling a little jealous. No, not really. I like what they were doing to her. I kept wondering what it felt like for her, I replied. It was the truth. It was the first time I had ever seen gangbang porn. I was massively turned on by the thought of her being surrounded by hunky men and them all getting pleasure from her. Have you ever fantasised during sex? Kieran asked, looking straight into my eyes. The truth was, I had never even been with a man who knew what foreplay was, let alone fantasising. Even when I had masturbated after my baths as a teenager all those years ago, I hadn't really fantasised. I just touched myself and enjoyed the feelings it had given me. I want you to close your eyes, he said in a soft voice. I had a micro hi-fi on the bedside table. I opened my eyes as I felt him climb off me and go to the CD player. He put on some soft music. You were meant to be keeping your eyes shut, you naughty girl. He looked at me with a wicked glint in his eye. Sorry, sir, I replied, trying to replicate the submissive style of the girl in the porn film. We went back to the position we were in. I don't want you to make love to me tonight, I heard him say. I instantly opened my eyes in shock. What do you mean? I exclaimed. Close your eyes, he repeated. I followed his instruction. I could hear the background music and I could feel his lips kissing my breasts. I want you to imagine... It was you pleasuring those four men in the film, he whispered. I felt his lips move further down to my stomach. He was kissing around my belly button. I remained silent. I felt a little uneasy, like this was some sort of test. During my previous marriage, I was forever being accused of having an affair. Apart from the goodbye fuck to my first boyfriend, I had never been unfaithful. During my marriage, I had never even looked at another guy. I was faithful and dedicated wife, no matter how miserable I was. I could now feel his breath against my pussy. I felt nervous, but extremely excited. I, I, I don't know what you mean, I stammered. Yes, you do, he replied sternly. You know why you picked that film today. Those men all servicing that filthy girl in every conceivable way turned you on, didn't it? He spoke like a detective questioning a suspect. My eyes remained tightly closed. 
I didn't want to open them for fear of revealing my inner desires. I felt him kiss my pussy lips. His tongue flicked between them. I involuntarily opened my legs to allow him more access. It felt so good. That's absolutely filthy, Mrs. N. (laughs) (laughs) It kind of gives people the general idea. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's just, it's part of that fantasy journey, isn't it? Hmm. So it's like you can use the tools, like... Because obviously at that stage, we we weren't kind of like, oh, we're going to fantasise. And I kind of took control there, obviously, in the the bedroom. I remember it vaguely. Mm. I don't know which is more depressing, that that we had a micro (laughs) hi-fi. It all feels very aged now. We're old, honey. (laughs) Micro hi-fi in the bedroom. No Alexa in them days. No. No. Oh, shit. For anyone else, it was a cassette player, a CD player, made by Iowa or somebody. But yeah, I remember, I remember sort of, I was really enjoying it. It, it was something brand new that, that both of us were, were just delving into, wasn't it? Yeah. And did you really, do you remember actually thinking it was like I was testing you? Yeah, in the beginning, because obviously I'd never I'd, I'd never done anything like that before. So it made me a little bit like, well, why are you asking me these things? Why are you why are you doing these things to you me? You thought I was kind of like luring you in to say, oh, you, you, you do look at other men. Exactly. You want to be with other guys and mm. stuff. So, Which yeah, it just was f- so far from the truth. Yeah. Well, I know that now, but obviously at the time it just because it felt quite alien to mm. me to have those kind of fantasies about other people. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just, it did make me quite nervous. And we often talk about this lifestyle that um, it's, it, it builds trust if you achieve achieve it successfully. Yes. It, it sort of guides your way through the, through the journey successfully. You do have massive trust in, in your, your partner. Yeah, you do. And I suppose that's the, the first building block is kind of you're you're trusting your partner and realising that it's not a lure and it's not, you know, just them trying to to lure you into saying, you know, you fancy somebody else. (laughs) And it's like everybody goes at a different pace. Mm. So we were lucky because we took our time and we talked about you know, things that we were interested in, what our fantasies were, and then we kind of built that into the next step. And We took it very naturally, didn't we? Yeah, we did. And I, and I sometimes think that sometimes couples can be, they just they, they just want to rush into it and they get to the end. Goal. Goal. And hmm. it really isn't about that. It needs to be about all of it. And discussing and sharing what turns the individual on exactly you can't just suddenly turn around to somebody and say i really want to go to a swingers club because you don't know what the goal if you've not discussed it you don't know what the goals are exactly and after many many weeks months of us sharing these fantasies you discovered that i was genuinely turned on by seeing you um in a, a similar scenario to that woman yes where where you were kind of adored and taken by these other guys yes i think it for me it was more about um it, you know it, it's a massive confidence thing because you think if that many guys that they want to experience that mm. feeling with you and you alone yeah that is a massive turn on it was equally a turn on for me to kind of see you in that position see all these sexy things happening um but then deep in my heart i knew that you were you were mine kind of thing. You exactly. were my wife. Yeah. Um, you were my partner. And I mean, all the way through our journey, it's always been about the both of us. Mm. It's not just one of us. It's about what you get out of seeing me with somebody else. Mm. And it's also about what I get out of seeing you enjoying seeing me with somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> and, but then those lines blur and the goalposts do move. Yes, they change. do. Because because you you mature in your journey mm. um, and fantasies change. Yeah. And you discover new things about each other mm-hmm. and you discover new things about what, you know, what turns you on. And I remember it was a particular fear of yours that then what happened if I wanted to do it with women? Yes. But it doesn't, as we've discovered, it doesn't really work like that. No, it doesn't. Because 
as you discover that as you go along your journey you you realize that if your partner's not having a good time if your partner's feeling uneasy in a situation yeah you're not having fun either no exactly and and that's where it's you have to remember as a couple it's about both of you mm-hmm. um and whichever you know route you decide to go down whether like for us you know we don't we don't do separate swapping or anything like that but there are couples out there that really do like that yeah but they've worked that out they've Mm -hmm. they've talked about it they've communicated they know what turns each other on yeah and that is the route that they go down so you've got to remember that even if you're at the very start of your journey your journey will be so different to everybody else's that's true that's so true now although it's been quite a while since i've read that book (laughs) it has um what you don't know off by heart no shocking (laughs) (laughs) but i do remember you were saying that that was really the first time that you properly let go yes so because you said to me close your eyes and you were talking to me kind of went into a whole scenario of fantasy did you write that in the book yeah so i actually put in the book that um during the act of sex i felt the rush of adrenaline It was as if I was in bed with a stranger for the first time. Part of me was scared to open my eyes, to face Kieran, for he might see how turned on I was at the thought of a stranger's cock inside me. Really? Yeah. And that's how far you can take a fantasy. Which which is a bit... I mean, we've learned, obviously, along our massive journey. It's it's a bit like fetish, isn't it? That, That when you're blindfolded, your other senses become much more powerful yeah you you rely on them and and so just touching when you're blindfolded suddenly it it accentuates it more yeah and it's like that kind of role play if you're trying to find out whether or not your other half would be interested in in that kind of lifestyle and being with somebody else or watching you be with somebody else yeah doing that kind of fantasy exercise kind of thing yeah of imagining in your head that you actually are not with your partner, you're with somebody else. Yeah. It takes a while to do. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you know, you, you do need the help of your partner. Like, you you talk to me the whole way through. And, and like the... You me- set the scene. And, and similar to the message that we got from Roxy today. Yes. You're going to have people that are at different levels. Exactly. So... You're going to have, if one partner is not thinking about this at all, but the other partner says, I know, let's give fantasising a try. Yeah. Even there, you're on two massive different pages. Massive. chapters. Yes. And you probably can't start just by saying, I know, let's try fantasy in bed. No. You just, yeah, I mean, you have to create the... The, scenario, the, scene. the scene and everything. Yeah. It's not something that you can just sit downstairs over dinner and just go, right, shall we go to bed and fantasise then? Yeah. You, you know, it, it doesn't work. Okay, so I'm going to give you a, a particular scenario now. Right. So if you're in a relationship and you're a woman and the sex life has gone stale. Yes. How do you get to that stage where you're saying, okay, I think you've got to have a a frank discussion about it haven't you i think so yeah i mean we we talk about it all the time mm. communication is the key mm-hmm. so you do have to be honest and you've got to get your partner to that stage yes where you, you've got a frank honest discussion perhaps you're feeling frustrated or t- miserable mm-hmm. because the, the intimacy isn't there yeah and so you've got to get to that stage where you can say let's do something about that Exactly. But you also have to remember, and if we were brutally honest, the first time we started to fantasise, or the first time for me Mm. to start to fantasise, didn't come naturally. Mm. And it probably took a few more goes before I started to feel more comfortable with it. Yeah, and for us as well, we weren't in that scenario where our sex life had gone stale. This was quite early on in our relationship. It was, yeah, it was. And so for us, we just kind of discovered that we were kinky fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it started off mainly with just having a general conversation about things. We used to have conversations all the time about past sex lives and yeah. p- 
partners and things that happened when we were younger in our teenage years. And that started us off, really. Yeah. Um, For us, it was about growing ourselves, wasn't yes, it? Yes, yeah. Finding out individually about each other, but doing it together. Yes. For us, well, for me in particular, you used to talk about a, a particular part of your sex life that happened when you were younger. Mm. I used to find it really horny. Mm. And then to the point where it was almost, I was jealous. Yeah. And that kind of started a fantasy off. So we used to fantasise about me being involved in that scenario. Yeah, that's a really, and it's a really good idea. Yeah. To, to if, you, if you want to talk and be open and honest with your partner and rejuvenate the sort of excitement of sex. Yes, definitely. I suppose that one thing that stops couples sort of uh, delving into this sort of lifestyle or even going down this route is even, we've talked about this many, many times, is you say that magic word, swinger. Mm. And to a lot of people, it's like, oh, you know, I don't want to go into that lifestyle where you literally free fucking other people and it's true though isn't it it is i think i've said it myself yeah you don't have to go to that level to enjoy this lifestyle no you don't and one of the big things is perceptions of other people yes and sort of the fear of getting caught out or being seen at a club or um we we have messages like that week after week yes we do of people that just the fear stops them from enjoying a really really fun liberated sex life and it's it's, it's the perception of it it is so the, there's one final paragraph that that's in the chapter that we've been reading out today okay that i just think is quite important okay um i shall sit back and enjoy another <laughs> filthy jack and <laughs> So to finish off, um, I just want to read this bit out to you guys. So, to vanilla outsiders, we have a sickly sweet, perfect marriage to the point of vomit-inducing levels. We've both been asked by people on lots of occasions, how do you do it and what is your secret? We've also had envious comments such as, you two are so in love, it makes me sick and I wish my relationship was like yours. Now, before you jump into a car, grabbing your spouse by their genitals and head off to the nearest swinging club, <laughs> believing swinging is the key to a blissfully happy marriage, please let me emphasise, swinging is not and never will be the basis of our marriage. We are deeply in love with one another. We respect one another tremendously. We care about each other. We make time for each other and we listen to one another. All these things we share with vanilla relationships but then there is a spicy sauce that is added into our marriage, a secret ingredient that elevates our emotions to such a level that people in the vanilla world would not have a concept of. They simply wouldn't understand. That may sound a little arrogant, but it's the truth. You can't truly understand something until you have been on the journey and felt the pain and pleasure for yourself. That was beautifully written. <laughs> Even if you say so yourself, Mr. N. <laughs> I think, I think um, yeah, I mean, people who have listened to this podcast over 38 weeks <laughs> um, will obviously understand the lifestyle a lot more. Yes. But you've got to bear in mind, such as the, the gentleman who wrote in, RD, I think his name was, wasn't Yes. It? You know, his wife's going to be at that very first stage. Yeah. She, well, she's not even probably aware of, of being him being turned on. No. So to sort of broach the subject with somebody who has no concept of this lifestyle at all, but you've listened to us Babylon for 38 <laughs> weeks, you're going to be at a much more elevated level. You know what it's about a little bit. Yeah. As Roxy said, you've got to make it about your partner. Because after, after all, that's what this lifestyle is. It's about sharing experiences with your partner and making it as fulfilling for them as it is for yourself. Exactly. Beautifully put, Mr. N. Do you think? I think. <laughs> we should do a podcast. We should, shouldn't we? <laughs> I'm not sure anybody would listen. <laughs> we said that on week one. <laughs> 
Well, we know this has been a slightly different podcast this week, hasn't it? Yeah, but we like to mix things up. We do like to mix things up. And we just felt that it was really important to kind of go back to the start. We've had so many messages over the last few weeks of people saying, you know, I listen to your podcast um, on my own, but how do I share it with my partner? Yeah. And it's very difficult. And the first thing is to be aware that you're not vanilla no more. (laughs) You've listened to the filth of of Mrs. N. (laughs) I mean, it could even be where if you're not quite sure how to approach the subject or, you know, even talk about it. We know people that have said to their vanilla friends, you have got to listen to this podcast. And they've, they've let them listen to the particular episode which they thought you know yeah. would help we've, we've also had people where they have sat down to, with their partners and gone listen to this exactly and used the podcast as a tool yeah to to get them to a similar level to to make it them aware that that the swinging lifestyle <laughs> you use those <laughs> words it isn't what you think it is no and you, you don't even have to go as far as going to a club. You don't have to go as far as even inviting the third person into your bedroom or a hotel room or wherever turns you on. All you have to do is rejuvenate your relationship and make it a little bit saucy. Yes. <laughs> Add just a touch of spice. <laughs> exactly. You can do that with toys. Yes. And if you did it with toys from vanillatovixen.co.uk... <laughs> Even better. <laughs> that would really make our day. Smooth, Mr. N. That was really smooth. <laughs> I know. That, that would really, really make our day. And it supports the podcast because we never ask our listeners for, for money or anything like that. So if you want to support the podcast, go to vanillatovixen.co.uk and just... Go through all our filthy great things that we've got on sale there. Exactly. At the end of the day, we're here for you guys. This is the whole reason we did the podcast, was to help other people understand the lifestyle and to show them what a fantastic lifestyle it is to be in and what you can get out of it. So everything that myself and Mr. N do, whether it's the podcast, the book we've written, uh, the, the, the shop... The events. The events. And you might be at that level where... You want to bring your partner, you know, you might be able to have a a discussion together and say, okay, let's just go and meet liberated people and just talk to them. Yeah. Don't do anything else. Don't plan anything else. Don't hope for anything else. You will be hoping for all this stuff. (laughs) But don't hope for anything else. Don't expect anything else. That's a big one. No expectations. Definitely not. No pressure. Um, And just the next... Vanilla to Vixen event is Saturday the 13th of May at Liberty Elite, that famous club in the Midlands off the A5. And you could just go there. There's there's some beautiful hotels. If, if all the rooms are booked at Liberty Elite, there's some beautiful hotels that are very, very reasonably priced. You can stay in Rugby. The, the town of Rugby is beautiful. Yes, it is. You could take your wife away for a fantastic weekend or even, you know, just, just go shopping around the, in, the, in the daytime and just just come and, and meet us. Yeah, exactly. We're, you know, we're there to help you. That's, mm-hmm. that's what we do it for. So come and have a conversation with us. Mm-hmm. You know, we're more than happy to sit and chat with you guys. That's what, yeah, that's what our events are all about. It is, exactly. Um, but we also have other swingers that come to the club that are probably more established that are also more than happy to sit and chat and and we have people that have been doing this for years that still don't call themselves swingers no exactly so you'll probably find yourselves in a similar boat yeah and it's a great fun boat to be in (laughs) just don't drown in the deep waters in the meantime, though, if you've got any questions or there's anything you want to ask us or ask Roxy, you know, anything that's bothering you or is on your mind, you don't know how to deal with it, then just get in contact with us in, in the usual way, Mr. N. You can contact us via email, which is naughty couple, spelled N A U G H T Y C P 1, at yahoo.com. You can contact us on that naughty website fab swingers and we are the naughty couple n-a-u-g-h-t-y-c-p-1 
Or you can contact us via Twitter, which is Naughty Couple spelt differently because Elon Musk hates me. <laughs> and it's spelled N-A-U-G-H-T-Y-C-O-U-P-1-E. There you go. So you've got everything you need. Absolutely. You can follow us on Twitter, look at all our naughty pictures and things. <laughs> Because we're a bit like that. Yeah, know. we are. We are. Well, we hope you guys have enjoyed this week's show. Absolutely. Next week, we've Ooh, got a lot of fun. We have got a lot of fun next week. We're visiting Dark Desires on this Friday. Yes, we Tomorrow are. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, yes. Tomorrow night, we're at Dark Desires at Liberty Elite just yep. to, to see all the, the naughty fun that goes on there. And I just love the music. Yeah, it's a brilliant night. Really good night. And we're, we're going to see our friends. We are. Because it's, that's what happens in this lifestyle. You just get loads and loads of great friends and it's just fun. It's something to look forward to. It is. And don't forget, if you want to read all about Mrs. N's story and read our story into this sexy lifestyle, you can read it on Vanilla to Vixen, My Journey from a Vanilla Life to Becoming a Hot Wife. And that's available exclusively on Amazon.com or Amazon.co.uk. It is. And we'll be looking forward to hopefully you tuning in next week. Yep. We shall see you next week. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.